And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to a playoff edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast, kind of. Um, Tim Kawakami is with me and it... All the rhetoric around it was of a playoff game. It wasn't a playoff game, but this definitely, this Warriors win clinches them the A seed, um, which puts them in a lot better position. Did it feel playoff-y to you in here? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, obviously there were more fans. Fans were loud. Uh, wasn't Oracle at its height, but it was something, uh, certainly for, you know, better than quiet that, that the players were commenting about. And I think the Warriors treated it like a playoff game, so you could tell. You know, Steph Curry played 40 minutes. That is pure playoff. It could not be a more qualifier for that. Uh, they almost gave it up in the fourth. They, they held on. Uh, you know, Memphis is not as talented as most of the teams, but they're gutsy. So, yeah, I felt like, you know, as close as you're going to get. It's a plan to get to, to the plan. Uh, and the Warriors, I think it was like we could tell if they didn't approach it that way, and they approached it that way. They definitely had their focus for this thing and it got a little clunky maybe a little nervous early because it they weren't good early and then steered it together and then got a little nervous late and then put, steered it back on the road uh so yeah I, I consider this the biggest game at chase center ever i'll put it that way it's the biggest chase center game they've ever played and th- there will be bigger ones but this is this is number one right now for about a week it'll yeah. be number one um yeah so early you mentioned early uh i th- i think they went down like 19-9 or something like that. they were down double digits like right away basically i thought draymond green which you would expect out of him right this is what he's being still paid about 25 million dollars per year to do which is to <laughs> moments like this games like this he sets the tone and they were uh, you know, Dylan Brooks, I thought, came out really physical, face guarding, getting over every screen. Steph couldn't find a clean look early. Wiggins is kind of floating around. Stuff you expect out of those type of players. And then Draymond had, like, one of those fake DHOs, goes to the rim, dunks. He, he had an aggressive drive right into the chest of Jaron Jackson. Lefty, I think yep, yep, lefty finish. And it was like, not only did that seem to, like, ease the, the nerves a little bit of maybe some of the side players, that loosens up a Memphis defense that is told going in, like, don't worry about Draymond Green. He won't be a scorer. And then from there, they took off. Uh, Ste- you know, you mentioned the 40 minutes for Steph Curry, which, yes, is is a uh, stat that glares out at you of the urgency. But how about 36 shot yeah. attempts yeah. for Steph Curry? Career highs. Yeah. Never taken that many That's in the game. That, I, I was looking at him, and he's taken a lot of shots. But it's Steph Curry. What else? I mean, if he's halfway open, you got to shoot it. And it does. The Memphis defense does set up for that. And I mean, obviously they're they're denying him. But once he gets that screen, it's Valanciunas or Jaron Jackson who's coming out. And neither one of them likes coming out. I thought Jaron Jackson played a real tender game. Obviously he's coming back from a knee injury. Uh, 
But the Warriors love that, right? They love that. Fallon Shunis does – like, Jaron Jackson tries to get out there and almost too far out there. You're mentioning it. He played a kind of a wonky yeah. game, and he, he he kept being tricked, like, yeah. 25 feet out. Wiseman-like. Wiseman-like. He was a little Wiseman-like. He really was. Yeah. They, they have similar styles. Uh, Fallon Shunis was, like, almost like he was, like – he was just disgusted to yeah. even, like, why am I even playing in 2021? Yeah. I stay in the paint, yeah. and I don't – I know what the scouting report says, and I don't care. That's the that's the unique thing about this matchup, and it was sort of the same way when it was Marcus Saul and Zach Randolph. Is big guys hurt the Warriors because the Warriors play small, but the Warriors also speed them up, and they kind of like that. Like if then Valance Junis was hurting the Warriors early, that was part of the and big part of the reason. Game. He's just getting in, just barreling to the basket, offensive rebound. There's nobody as big as him. Looney cannot match up with him physically, but yet then the Warriors go even smaller, and I thought that was a turning point because Toscana Anderson comes in. Draymond goes to center, and it just speeds up, and JTA played fantastic yet again. They play small, and they don't run Valanciunas off the court, but they neutralize it by just, yeah, Draymond speeding past him, JTA making a pass over there, Steph cutting, making back cuts, and then Steph begins to score, begins to see the ball going to the basket. Uh, that's the, you know, the kind of the paradox of the Warriors is, uh-oh, Valanciunas is big, watch out. And, and also, oh, goody, Valanciunas is big, we're going to attack him. And, you know, how many times, how many, in the 73-win season, was it Steph getting pick and roll with Draymond, getting the center, the center can't stay with Steph, Steph goes with her. Steven Adams, in that classic game of all time, could not guard Steph Curry. And it just, it's repeated over and over. It's amazing, he's 33 and we're saying these things. But, yeah, Steph fumbles and bumbles his way to 46 points tonight uh it was uh, it's you know people start saying mvp mvp he's not going to be the mvp but you see games like this and you go okay i can have that conversation i mean it's, it's not out of the realm of of all reality he's not going to win it Jokic is going to win it but game like this when he's not playing great when the entire defense is melded to him and he still puts what 36 shots you said i mean that is it, it i know a lot of scorers Chris Mullen, one, like, it takes a lot of talent just to get those shots. Like, just to take those shots, it takes a lot of talent. And then to make as many and to get to 46, I mean, obviously we're talking about a classic season in Steph Curry's career. Yeah, I think I'm going to put him second on my MVP ballot, and that's kind of where... He might be second. I think he might end up being second. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the fact that they won these final six games, it makes them 39-33. and 33. They are the eighth seed by themselves. Uh, I believe now with Steph, what are they... Like thirty-eight and twenty-five. Yeah, so win know. seven, he's out. So it's a, it, just I said, like if they were five and four in those games, five and two in those games, what are they? Are they the six seed? I mean, they're right there. Yeah, they're right in the mix. They yeah. might, yeah. Um, but uh, so back to this game. Um, you know, Warriors controlled it for the first. You know, not early. Then, then the meat of the game, they controlled it, and then they're up seventeen going to the fourth, and then they. They slowed down at the start of the the quarter. They had a bunch of turnovers. Draymond had like a really bad alley oop pass yeah. to Wiggins, which yeah. is like in my mind the yeah. turnover that really sticks out. But it was just poor play. Uh, Memphis had a couple threes. Dylan Brooks finally got going. I think he was like one and nine up to that point. Uh, but he'd been great defensively all game. Uh, and they tied it ninety one ninety one. Dylan Brooks gets an and one with about six twelve left. Uh, or I think it was like 6.30 left because 6.12 is the moment that I wrote about that kind of changed the game, which is Steph misses another well-contested three because Dylan Brooks is just hustling everywhere. Uh, but Looney tips out the offensive rebound when this is with 6.12 left, swings it over to Draymond, and they run one of those DHOs, and Draymond knows Brooks is in his vicinity with five fouls because he was physical all night. Just gets bumped, falls down, 
Brooks goes out of the game. And then Memphis, the final six minutes, has breakdown after breakdown. Desmond Bain is out there instead Milton. of Brooks. Melton. And they just, I mean, like, split action is completely confused them. Valashunas is sitting under the basket. John Morant is just floating nowhere. I mean, like, John Morant is electric, yeah. but his jumper is an issue yeah. that, you know, and this is the end of his second season. Yeah. So this is what he must go into the offseason thinking about. But got to fix the jumper, and he's just got to be better defensively. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm just thinking about this. Let's say the Warriors lose to the Lakers or Trailblazers, whoever they get on Wednesday. It's going to be on the road. It's going to be a tough game. They might win it. Let's say they lose it. Likelihood is they're going to end up playing the Grizzlies here again on Friday. If you're the Grizzlies, things have to go a lot your way to win this game because it went their way a bit, and they still don't come. You know, they're not as good as the Warriors. Many more things. And the one thing I think they could look at is they were terrible to open the second quarter without Steph on the floor. And they should not be terrible against the Warriors' second unit. At the very worst, you should be even with the Warriors' second unit. You can't get killed by the Warriors' second unit. Other, but that's with, with Morant and Valanciunas off the floor. Other than that, the Warriors are better than them. And, and I think this game was without the Warriors being right now. You can say the Grizzlies could hit a three or two because they were went one for their first 11. Uh, but they're, they're not a good yeah, shooting no, team. Yeah, exactly. You, don't, you didn't think any of those were actually going to – maybe a couple Dylan Brooks, but certainly not the John Morant ones. And – I guess Jared Jackson hit a couple later, at least one late, but he was just flinging it up there. He doesn't look good. If he was good, they would be very different, and he did not look good well, today. I mean, he's still rusty. I mean, they haven't even played him over 30 minutes. I think he's only played about 10 games yeah. uh, since he's returned. And, like, you know, they're – you know they're ahead of schedule. If we were like really kind of laying out the, the the state of the franchise, like Memphis is, they're on the rise. But yes, at this current moment, they're just not as good as the Warriors. You saw it tonight. I mean, if they had if they had completed that fourth <laughs> quarter comeback, it would have been like a steal. Like they would have yeah. come and yep. stole it. And that's the danger of Friday night as you set up that game. If they do get in another one game playoff, you know Memphis could come in and steal a game any night. Yes. Uh, so the other I would. We talked about Steph, talked about Draymond, who, who I thought had a good night, JTA. Um, Wiggins was just steady Wiggins. He made you might see a column on Wiggins from me in a couple of days, or at least in, tomorrow, because I do think he's proven something to them in the last few games. Like, you can say all the things you want about him. You can talk about the defense he's shown this season. You can say, oh, he fits perfectly and we're not counting on him. You still want to see him in important moments. And his last two games have been fantastic. This was not a 40-point game, but this was – Listen, when they play Jordan Poole and Steph Curry in the closing minutes, which they did today, and, I, you know, you can see them doing it a lot. There's Jordan Poole's effective putting the ball. Well, Wiggins got to play an incredible defense thing because he's got to guard the most dangerous offensive player, on the, perimeter player on their team, and that was John Morant, who was getting kind of getting off on the mix of players they had out there. Wiggins comes out there, does very well, which he's done now for a series of games. He scores when, you know, it's opportune. He finishes. He's getting those those breakouts like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's shown I, – I think he's showing I wanted Draymond to be available today. He wasn't. That's okay. But I wanted Draymond. Like, this guy – is this guy really proving you something, you know, that you can say all you want until you get to this moment you don't know. And these have been some important moments. Even the Phoenix Utahs, you know, he – one of them he had a great game, right? And one other one of them, you know, but it's his defense is there, his activities there. He's playing thirty six, thirty eight minutes. I don't remember the last time I said he had a bad yeah, night. I think he had might have had a, like a little couple clunker jump, jumpers, but other than that, I, I think he really is like okay. He's not even like holds your breath, Wiggins anymore. He's just a guy you can say he's going to get sixteen, he's going to play good defense, and he might get you thirty six in that. 
And if they can say that about Andrew Wiggins from what we heard about in Minnesota and what we saw in Minnesota, I'm not even going to blame it on the yeah, reputation. Yeah. We saw it. This is a, a huge, huge, huge thing for them. Go guard the best offensive player on the other team. Jesus, I wouldn't have thought that. I absolutely would not have thought that. You know what else you wouldn't have thought? And what else is also a huge development for the Warriors? Uh, Jordan Poole. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Poole. We're seeing the reordering. You know, we really are. Like, yeah. Jordan Poole's a sixth man. Like, Steve will say, geez, I, want, geez, I wonder who isn't then. It's not Kelly Oubre. Like, these, you're well, seeing it. JTA is ahead of Eric Pascal. Pascal doesn't play. He's healthy. They have an eight-man rotation. He doesn't play today. We see like, Kelly Oubre on the bench. Kelly Oubre. Like, they, they're not on the, you know, again, things could change. You don't know. But we're seeing the ordering of this team for next season. And it, it's doing it in the best way possible. On the court, in games that matter. Remember what we're saying? What do they want? Are they going to win a championship? No. They want to see these players in. They want to see the rotation. They want to see how people react to these important games, if you can get to them. Now they're in them. Now they really would want Wiseman in it. It hasn't happened. But look what the ordering you're seeing. Look, you know, how can you possibly say JTAs is anything but in front of Eric Paschal? You can't. Absolutely not. And even a, they draft a rookie six foot nine guy. He's behind JTA at least to start. There's no question about it. So this is what they wanted to see, and they're getting and again six game home stand to end the season. It was set up for this, but they didn't screw it up. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. With Poole this week, 20 off the bench against the Jazz, 20 off the bench against the Suns. Okay, he gets a spot start in the game that didn't matter against the Pelicans. 38 and a win, including the game-winning layup. And then tonight, I don't remember, I don't know what he finished, like 15, but like they were, whatever he finished with. A couple of those threes were just humongous and not killing them defensively. So had Morant for a few possessions. Yeah, I mean, and he's, he's again. I, well, I thought when they kept, remember they 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 did the, the uh, qualifying offer for next year, whatever that was. Picked up the option for next year. I thought the only reason you do that without knowing what the hell he was is because he's six foot five. Like six foot five, you still can do some stuff. This it's skill, was, yeah. and you know you yeah, can see yeah, the yeah, skill even as we, we twenty three percent three point shooting, but. Um, that size, you'd, you'd bet at least one more year on, and it was obviously a winning. Can you imagine if they didn't pick that option up? He'd be a free agent at the end of the season. I mean, that would not be good. No, so, it would. Not only that, like you wouldn't be able to uh, match yeah, if well, it would be. They, they had to do it, but again, it was a question because of what note when we didn't see anything out of him last season. A few plays at the end of the season, but he's won himself. Like, this guy is the sixth man. How could he not be the sixth man over Kelly Oubre? There's no way. He's got to be the sixth man over Kelly Oubre. Not even knowing what you would have to pay Kelly Oubre. Again, that's what you've kind of set the order. You kind of see where this is going. And you see how far you can go this season, too. Yeah, Poole had a like big, like kind of fading corner three. Yeah. He had a relocation three that was like very Curry-like, where John Morant turns his back because stuff's going on in the paint. And then uh, he's guarding Poole. Poole scatters over to the corner as Morant's not looking. And then when they pass it, when Curry kind of drives in the lane, throws it over to 
to uh, pool in the corner. You can tell Morant is turning around, going back to the wing because that's where he thinks he is, and he's not. And that's the type of stuff that, like, Jordan Poole, I, I would bet five years from now is, like, having interviews where he's, like, playing with Steph Curry, taught me all of these different uh, tricks. And, I mean, I mentioned it right there. That's another thing. Look, the Memphis wants to hide John Morant. And when you suddenly have Jordan Poole playing yep. a chunk of minutes with Steph Curry, you're hiding him on a really good offensive yeah, that's player. That's why you have Bazemore off the court there, right? That's how, why you have Michael Mulder off the court because you want to attack them and make them have to guard you. The same way teams try to do that with Steph, right? I mean, they try to do they try to make Steph guard somebody. Steph has more than not been fine with it, although he, he gets attacked. And that's how... That's why you see Jordan on the court at the end of games because it exposes some teams that have some guards that you don't want to be defending top players. And by the way, Pools is making some. He's just. It's not even touching the rim on some of these threes. That's Steph like. Like it's just like whoosh, right through. Uh, that's somebody who's got it working. Clearly, confidence. It's all confidence. Like we didn't see it in the beginning of last season because there was no confidence, and now he feels like he should put those shots up. It doesn't matter if he's on the floor with Steph Curry or not. And, again, I repeat it a million times. We've seen guys who show up, they're accomplished three-point shooters, they get on the floor with Steph Curry, and they get scared because Steph Curry's on the floor, or Clay Thompson, or Kevin Durant, or all three of them. And Jordan Poole, even when he was clunking it last season, certainly wasn't shy about putting him up, and we saw what that means now. Now he feels confident, the ball's going in, and he feels like he can let it fly, even if Steph's standing over there in the corner. Yeah, so uh, me and Tim are going to cut it short tonight because we're going to have a big uh, Warriors Plus Minus podcast coming probably like later in the day, Monday, it'll hit your feeds, where we will discuss whoever the Warriors are playing. Me and Tim at this point, uh, currently speaking, do not know. It's I think it's going to be the Lakers. But... Very likely the Lakers. If the, if the Lakers either lose tonight, which they'll probably win, but Portland would have to lose to a Denver team that doesn't seem very motivated to, uh, you know, uh, or win that game because that would probably force the Lakers into playing them in the first round. So you you probably know by the time you're listening to this, you will hear us debate or uh, discuss that matchup, that initial playing matchup Wednesday, and we'll have a lot of just all the playoff matchups in general. Ethan taking them all the way to the championship. Just just count on that. Pollyanna Ethan's going to have the Warriors winning out championship season. What, what a wild turn of events. All right, uh, we'll talk to you then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.